0: Welcome to the Ramp Church podcast. We are so honored that you've joined us today, and we pray that you will be encouraged and inspired by this week's message. If you'd like to know more about Ramp Church Manchester, or would like to partner with us in giving, visit us over on our website, ramp.church/mcr, or find us on social media.
1: Now let's head straight into this week's message.
2: We are talking about communities today And um, in case you thought Ramp Church was an event that happened an hour and a half on a Sunday morning, sorry to disappoint. It's a whole lot more than that. And it's actually a community of people doing life together, figuring this thing out called life and um, all the different facets of that, how finances and marriage and job and career and um, caring about the things Thank you, Marcel. That is incredible. Wow. Give Marcel a round of applause. I did not ask for this. Thank you. That is really sweet. Ah, Refreshing, refreshing. Um, so, yeah, that, we're trying to do life together, and we're just normal folks. In case the branding fooled you and made you think that we're like um, super hip people, we're not. We're just normal. And... Um, Another thing, I maybe disappoint you this morning. Just some normal people, just trying to love God, love each other, figure this thing out and, uh, and go the distance. But perhaps you've been around our faith family uh, for a while, and maybe you've just been here for about the past 30 minutes. It's probably already um, visible, apparent, that we're a bit intense. We're loud. We like to jump. We like loud music. Um, yeah. And um, we, we're a praying people, we're a fasting people, we read the word, we do a lot of crazy religious-sounding things like that. We go tell other people about Jesus. And we do, we do those things because um, because I'm kind, of, I'm kind of fed up with optional Christianity. Yeah. I'm kind of fed up with, with the idea of um, religion being something that sits really comfortably in one tiny little facet of my life. It inspires me. Maybe it, it tells me there's transcendent truth out there somewhere, but still, that's kind of debatable. Didn't science disprove all that stuff? It, it gives me warm fuzzies on, on Sunday. And I'm, I'm, like, really, really hungry for something that talks about, like, the real stuff of life. Anybody hungry for that? Like, like I could be so many other places, like, right now. You know, Uh, and I know you could as well. And if there's something really like real about my life, I I want to address that. And I know all of us face really real things. And you could have listened to a podcast this morning if you just wanted to hear a great talk. If you just wanted to hear a world-class communicator, you could have listened to a podcast. But you're here today. And so why don't we pray about and worship about things like we just did about freedom, about finding uh, and use like crazy words like deliverance, like Stacy just used that. Like someone found deliver, like their life was like set free from pornography. Why do we even use that word in church? Because I'm not interested in optional like Christianity. Like I, I'm just not. I'm not. I'm not. I, I could do that somewhere else. Does that make sense? I want something that's weighty. I want something that deals with the, with the real issues of life. I want something that that when I encounter it. I'm left with a decision. Right, yes. Like I can't just be in neutral anymore. Yeah. Anybody hungry for that? Yes. That it's like it's consequential. Does that make sense? It's, it's not like, like if you wanted something inconsequential today, you could have just listened to a random talk somewhere else. Turn, turn on the radio, Radio 4, and you know, I love Radio 4, so I'm not, I'm not dogging that. I'm saying we have a Radio 4 engineer in our church, so we love you, Radio 4. But... Uh, but if you wanted, if you wanted to hear about like the new gardening techniques to make sure that your roses uh, come back next spring with, with vigor, listen to Radio Four. But if if you want if you want something that, that speaks to the core of what it means to be human, to help you understand your identity, to give you inf- to, to give you uh, to influence your thinking on the way. I do relationships and marriage and career and stay out of the rat race that the world around me lives in. Like, that's what I want church to be about. Like, anybody else want to, like, sign up for that? Like, that's what I'm interested in. And that's why there's an intensity about the way we do things because I don't know about your life, but, like, like my life, like, there's just an intensity about life. Like, sometimes I'm just trying to survive. I'm like, man, does it have to be this hard? like, I just want to have a normal day Where something's not freaking out Somebody's not freaking out And money isn't tight And are you with me? We, we just long for that Life is consequential You just can't get away from it I think the search for meaning Is at the center of so many things we do And we try to cover, cover it up with so, so much else So when we're wading into this topic of community Of what happens in your life From monday to saturday and the people you're journeying with to me it's in that category it's in that category and so to help me tell this story um i um i'm gonna bring some of our friends in ramp church up and i have a panel panelists would you come forward please and just give them a round of applause wherever they're coming from so so glad you guys are here and here is, um, here's one of our microphones. And Josh, Josh had the other one. I don't know where you went, Josh. What'd you do with that other microphone, bro? So yeah, can, can you give these guys another round of applause? Please just make them feel at home, comfortable. Thank you guys. Um, uh, you guys, there are like zero nerves, I'm sure, in, in this, this experience for you, but um, you guys—I I know you don't feel this way, but you can be intimidating. I'm just going to let you know, audience. So, can you can you let make sure they feel loved um, during this? Is it, but I'm going to actually start our time just by sharing some thoughts, and then we're going to get into some questions for you guys because I really want to learn from your experience. I want to learn from some some things that all of us have overcome in the journey of living out community, living out relationship. Because I don't know about you, but relationship is probably the hardest thing that I do in life. There's a lot of hard things, but actually having genuine real relationships, that's not easy, is it? And so we're gonna talk about how do how do we how do we engage like in this season as a community? And you know, there are some topics that I could speak on, and they always get traction and fruit. Uh, take for example justice uh, to just talk about a light topic (laughs) but that just shows you can talk about heavy topics like justice and I could speak on justice like once a month and nobody would get bored everybody be like yes I love this topic you know like keep speaking more on every time I speak about justice the response is like overwhelming and then I speak on community it's kind of like There are other topics that are more challenging and community is one of those that kind of feels uphill sometimes and so I have to ask myself why? Why why is that? Why are there some things I can speak on it's like in even they're heavy topics like justice and the difference is um, is culture. That's the difference. We've been culturally trained even outside of the church that justice is something that we should be concerned about Um, even though historically, hospital schools, aid work, all that was spearheaded by Christians, these days everyone sees the importance of social justice. And even some of you in this room, no doubt, are involved in social justice. So when I speak on justice, I'm joining a choir of voices around the church, around the nation, even around the world, who are saying that justice matters. And I'm just a voice in that voice. We're, We're all singing the same song, but other topics don't have the same support from the culture around us. It isn't a chorus of voices speaking in unison. In fact, some messages we discuss are counter-cultural, which means there are cultural currents moving against the message. You know, some of the most important things you can care about in life are counter-cultural. In other words, just to care about it. Is you're gonna be moving upstream for these the song of the world around us is different to the one we're trying to sing and these songs are harder to hear and maybe it would surprise you that community is kind of in that category you're going "Well, that's kind of strange I mean aren't we doing community everywhere I don't know if we really are I think we have contact with people I think sometimes we feel a certain chemistry I think even there's genuine connection, perhaps, at, at times. But living life-on-life life community, that's countercultural. That's different. People don't do that. Again, why? Why is that? Well, we live in a world that has elevated... Listen to me. Here. I'm, can, can I get just a little philosophical here for just a minute? Is that okay? Before we move on to some practicals. We live in a world that has elevated the individual to the highest level of importance. You can see it reflected in sport, entertainment, business, politics. We almost worship individuality. We exalt people who sacrifice everything and sadly anyone to obtain what they want. The idea of genuine connection and being known for who I really am, really known, like the stuff you don't want other people to know, that kind of known. That sounds unnecessary or fruity at best. (laughs) Uh, And scary and repulsive at worst. It shows up in small ways too. Compliments feel out of place in some relationships. Shout out to the work colleagues. You You know them. You would feel weird about complimenting them. Why? Because to tell someone what you think about them, there's the tiniest bit of vulnerability coming from you. And in them to receive a compliment, there's a tiniest bit of openness in them. Both of which can be seen as weak weakness in the workplace, right? That's a, that's, which is a bigger indicator uh, that you lack uh, the ruthless like stuff that's needed to excel in your career. That little bit of vulnerability or weakness. Then in other relationships, the ones we're kind of expected to share our feelings like marriage Friendships, close friendships, uh, parenting. We find ourselves often ill-equipped to actually connect, to actually be known and know others. Uh, It's like I'm looking for the language to express my thoughts and feelings to you and the words just aren't coming. I don't know what to do, so let's just watch some more TV. (laughs) That sounds fun. Why is that? Because our culture so exalts individualism, we haven't even been equipped with the tools to know how to relate, how to connect deeply. How do I even find the language? David Brooks, in his book, The Second Mountain, he explains it like this. Our society suffers from a crisis of connection. We live in a culture of hyper-individualism. There's always, in every culture, there's always a tension between self and society. So that, you you can't, you can't, it's not, I'm not, I'm not saying a both and, I'm not saying an either or here, it's a both and, there's a tension between the individual and the group. But over the past 60 years, we've swung too far towards the self. The only way out, David Brooks says, is to rebalance, to build a culture that steers people towards relationship, community, and listen to this dreaded word, commitment. It's a good time to leave if if you want to. It only gets worse from here. The things, these are the things we most deeply yearn for, yet we undermine them with our hyper-individualistic way of life. So we're yearning for these things, but because of hyper-individualism, the air that we breathe in the West... We're undermining constantly the things we're ultimately longing for. That's what Brooks is saying. So why is community, this biblical vision of living life together, so difficult to speak about on a Sunday morning? Let alone adopt and live out. Because it pushes against this highest ideal in the Western world, self. Community is by nature. Countercultural in the West, which is why we have to work so hard at it. So, my aim today is this. If you're wondering what my goal is, I'll be playing. I want to raise up a bunch of rebels. <laughs> Welcome to the Rebel Alliance. Cultural rebels, that is who see the lie of hyper-individualism and call it out, who choose the uphill battle, who decide to pursue knowing others and being known themselves, whose lives don't simply revolve around what's mine, my job, my house, my time, my weekends, my Sunday. But those worlds their worlds, those rebels' worlds are expanding. They're looking for, I'm looking for those this morning who are interested in more. More. I'm looking for a people seeking to believe Jesus' words that it's better to give than to receive. And then go beyond believing into living. Like when Jesus acknowledged he was the most powerful person in the room. And instead of leveraging that power for his own good, he grabbed a towel and a water basin Come on. and he washed his friend's feet. So he used his power for their benefit, wow. so good. not his own. He reached for connection. Connection. And in case you think I'm asking you to sit in a room with a bunch of strangers and talk about your feelings, don't worry, I am. But that's not actually the kind of connection I'm talking about, and it may or it may not happen to you. The kind of connection I'm talking about is actually reclaiming some pretty, gritty, gnarly, costly ideas. I'm talking about words like commitment, loyalty, sacrifice. This is much more I'm here because you need me and I need you than I'll lay on a black sofa and talk about my feelings. It's much more about having the grit and determination to live in the present moment with each other in our pain, in our suffering, in our celebration, in our joy. It's much more uh, Band of Brothers and Dunkirk uh, over sensibility or Pride and Prejudice. Nothing against Jane Austen, guys. That's just not what I'm talking about right now. Are you with me? I thought the movie references would like hit home, but apparently not. Apparently, my movie choices are different. Um, if you've tried community, then you know what I'm talking about. If you've tried small groups at church, maybe not. Gear you hear that? Because one doesn't always mean the other. <laughs> it's the same way with family. You, you, all of us have, have one. Some of us are willing to admit it. other' others are like, I'd rather not mention my fam- family. That doesn't mean we have genuine relationship, does it? Or, or connection or community. It, it, just because you've been in small groups before doesn't mean you've had genuine community. So if that's what comes to mind when you hear this call, that's not what I'm talking about. We're talking about something wholly different. If you've tried community, then you know what I'm talking about. Community, real community, is the stuff of legend. It's a pursuit. It's something we are journeying with each other for. It's something we're pursuing i found that we long for connection and belonging. Our reasons for not giving it a shot, though, are often a bit less epic than this talk. (laughs) Maybe a bit more practical. Um, And that's why I have some friends up here to help me with this. But it's amazing um, that all of this exists in Western culture because we're living in right now what many people call a loneliness epidemic. Do you, isn't that wild? I, I mean, I, I found a study that um, uh, uh, that was done on Americans, but I bet the, the numbers aren't much different here. That says forty percent of all Americans say they are close to no one. That's an epidemic. That's that's. An, isn't it amazing? We 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 and we're still selling the lie of hyper individualism, like. No, for real, this is the best way to live, guys. All by yourself, stepping on whoever you need to step on to get to the top. Being worried primarily about the emblem on the front of your car and the label in the back of your shirt. I promise, it will satisfy at the end of the day. We're still selling that. Like it really matters what neighborhood you're in, what you live in. Way more than the people you're connected to. Isn't it amazing we still sell that? Like we're still selling it. And we're in the middle of a loneliness epidemic and we're wondering why when all along there's a vision for the way to live in a family. (laughs) It's right here, just sitting here. It's like sitting here, but what it takes is it takes grit, it takes the guts to want to be counter cultural. All the bad numbers in our society right now are on the rise. Depression, self-harm, suicide. And I don't think we can disconnect that from the fact that there's a loneliness epidemic, right? That, we're, that, that in the West, we've turned our backs on, on community and we've went headlong into this, this idea of um, living alone. So I, I wanna give this verse and then, I'm gonna, then we're gonna start asking some questions. But can I just first say that you need other people? Can I just like, is that too simple just to say that? Like you need other people? Do you know like the first problem in the Bible that was solved was actually not the sin issue. Like the sin issue, that's Genesis 3, right? That's like the whole apple, you know. I don't know if it was an apple. It was like fruit, you know, from a tree. It's like we make up all these things. It was an apple. It was like a, like a red delicious apple. Let's just go that far. Polished it, you know, eat it, and they, they sin, and then God has to come like finish. But do you know, actually, that's not the first problem. Genesis chapter 2 is the first problem, and God came to, came to Adam, and this is what he said... It's not good for you to be, Alone. Whoa. the first problem in the Bible was not sin, it was isolation. It was living life by myself, wow. on my own rules, my own terms, wow. I'm my own boss. Authority doesn't have a place in my life. Accountability doesn't have a place in my life. Commitment to someone else whose needs may at times make me sacrifice my own needs. No place for that. That's ridiculous. The first problem in the Bible that God solved was actually isolation. You need others. 1 Corinthians 12, 18-21 says this. But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose. There are many parts... Yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Oh, you say that in church all the time? I don't need that. I mean, I'm good. It's just me and Jesus. It's me and Jesus. I don't need the church. I don't need community. just me and we got our own thing going on here, and we're doing just fine. That's not what Paul says. The Holy Spirit through Paul in 1 Corinthians, you can't say of the rest of the body, I don't need you. I have no need of you nor again the head to the feet. I have no need of you. You can't, and this is what Paul's trying to say, you cannot find satisfaction in your isolation. You can't, you can't. And can I give you a second, really like ridiculously simple revelation? Um, Others need you. (laughs) So you need others, but others need you. And isolation doesn't just ignore my own needs. It ignores the needs that I'm called to meet. Other people need you. You have a need for relationships. And other people have a need for you in their life as well. So today we're going to talk about with our panel, our beautiful, lovely panel over here, we're going to talk about the three most common myths that I have heard um, in why people don't go deeper into community um, in, uh, in the world around us. And so, guys, thank you. Can I just, like, I'd turn my chair here to see you guys? So, um, welcome. Thank you for sitting up here all while on my little monologue. But um, the, first, the, the first myth that I hear um, all the time from people uh, in community is that we don't have enough time. Anybody use that before? Okay, I'll be the first to admit it. I've used that before, okay? And I lead a church and I preach on this stuff and I know this stuff and still I'm like, I don't have enough time. I just don't have enough time in my life to fit community. It's like there, there just isn't enough space. I think all of us can relate to that. And so I just want to talk about that myth just openly. Let's talk about it. What do we do about it? And I just was curious, from you guys, when you hear that, what's, what's one of the first things that comes to mind? How would you address that? What are your thoughts on that? Anybody want to give it a stab? Go, Nathan. Go, Luke.
3: Um, go. I was going to say, um, is this on?
2: Yeah. yeah, go. Just keep talking. He'll, he'll, he'll turn um, you up there.
3: I'm, I I'm not married I don't have kids, yeah. um, so I think the answer for everyone who shares that is no. <laughs> you have enough time. <laughs> I spoke to people who are married and have kids, and they're like, no time. But I feel like anyone who isn't one of those things, you have enough time. The
2: margin's there, is what you're saying. Yeah. yeah.
3: As I say, I don't have those things, so maybe you should hear from someone. who. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah, go, Nate. Hello. Can you actually hear? Is that off? I, I don't think it's on. Can, can they, they use yours? Hello. There yep, we uh, go. Hey, right, Wayne's I'm got on. it. Go, <laughs> Wayne. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> Sorry, no one else is speaking. Yeah. Go, Wayne.
0: Well, the weird thing is, whenever I come on stage with a microphone, straight away I need a wee.
2: <laughs> <laughs> is that, that nerves or what? It is common problem. I'll come back. If before. you see me leave worship, if you see me leave worship right before I speak. Sorry, secret's out, guys. Secret's out. That's funny.
4: I love that. I was going to say something deep, and like,
2: <laughs> I was just thinking
4: about the toilet. Um, I think you might be too busy. Um, is that controversial? Sorry. Luke. No, go. Um, <laughs> I was too busy, and like, I feel like. So you're saying if
2: you're too busy for a community, you're too busy?
4: Yeah, maybe you're just a bit too busy. And I feel like there's something about investment and in, like what we want to invest our life towards um, so like maybe because I, w- I was a musician before in a, in a past life <laughs> and I invested a lot of time into growing the band and, and traveling and, and building the brand and all of that because um, that felt like something good to do and it was good and we did ministry we saw a lot of people come to know Jesus um, but I I'd, I'd put my investment into that um, at the sacrifice of of deep friendships, you know? Wow. And I guess the question is, is what do you want to, what do you want your life to be? Do you want it? Do you want to have authentic relationships? Yeah. Do you want to go deep? Uh, do you want to be seen? Um, Cause I'm a single adult, 32 uh, living a flat on my own. So what kind of life do I want to design for myself? Um, yeah. Do I want to do community? Uh, do I want to be seen? And then if I do, are you all joking? Hello, ladies. I'm single. <laughs>
2: um, <laughs> woo! Uh, yeah. Add me on Instagram. Um, yes. We will have yeah. prayer after service and then we'll have another line, okay? Yeah. It's, uh, it's a meet and greet. We'll have a prayer line, yeah. Um, we'll pray about it together. Um, yeah, Actually, but- <laughs> if you could just put his phone number on the screen, that would be great back there.
4: Thanks, Pastor Joe. Yeah. Hey, anytime I'm here um, for you, bro, I'm here for you.
2: Where is it going with that? Um,
4: (laughs) I think it costs something to do community and it costs maybe letting go of some things. So maybe like keeping a couple of evenings free, like Wednesday evening. And then also like that small group isn't just community. It might involve you hanging out, going for a walk in the park, like doing this. And it's like you have to have space in your life to do that. And it's an investment, but like, think about what kind of a life do I want to live? Like when I'm 40, 50, or whatever, do I want to have close friends around me that know me and see me? And that involves giving
2: space for that. Amazing. Brilliant. I think that deserves a round of applause. (laughs) Sometimes we're just too busy. Yeah, that's, that's powerful. Charlotte.
5: Just the, the busy thing we're always saying, aren't we, that we've just got no time, <laughs> I don't know what happens, but but we're all busy, you know when it's that day, it's like community group tonight, you come home from work,' yep. you've had a, rough, a rough day, you're tired. Yes you're rushing to get tea, you go in. We have not got kids, so I don't even know what we do with our time, but we're
0: just, we're just
5: busy. <laughs> <laughs> busy be, being busy but it's one of those. I know this is like a cliche isn't it, but you always feel better. Yeah. Afterwards, yeah. don't you? Yeah. After community group, um, just kind of meeting, connecting, especially in lockdown. You know, when you're just around people, and you're so f- you're so thankful afterwards that you, you know that you've done it. You know, you, f- you you feel the benefit afterwards. And it's like we liken it to um, kind of like trying to get up early in the morning. Like we're not really morning people. We're trying <laughs> to get up at 6:30, get out, run with the dog, have word time, all of that. And it's so hard for us, isn't it? It's so hard to do that. But when, once you've done it, you feel amazing. Yeah. You know I mean? It's out the way. You've done your exercise. You've you know, just had some quiet time, and you're ready to start the day. So, so it's, it's almost yeah. like you know what's good for you. You know yeah. what you need to be doing and what is good for your spiritual life, for your mental well-being. But it's just sometimes there's so much distraction. These thing's getting in the way. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, afterwards... You you feel the fruit, don't you? So
2: good. So good. I love that. It's brilliant. And it connects to the word to me that Nathan just said about investment. It's this idea of I recognize there's a deeper need that I have that maybe I'm not always conscious of. And again, it's countercultural. The culture around us is not telling us we have this need. It's actually saying to need others is weakness. That, that, that's the cultural song. You should be completely self-sufficient. Like, that's, that's the cultural song. And so, so you almost have to work harder to recognize I have this need. And how do we know it is a legitimate need? Because when you meet it, you feel better. There's a sense of wholeness. There's a sense of life. This is life-giving to me. And I just love that story, Charlotte. Edith. Um,
6: well, I have a very, very busy Lifestyle. Yeah, um, I have three kids, and they're in their twenties. Yeah, but, um, let's just say <laughs> I've got to be careful what I say now because obviously <laughs> I'm on I'm um,
2: on I'm on camera. You're live around the world. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying no is, pressure. What, what no I'm pressure. saying
6: is, you never stop being a mum. Yeah, that's what I'm trying right. to say. You never stop being a mum. So um, my life is very busy. I work for the NHS. I really just do not have time. Yeah, um, and I feel that. I feel that if you're, when you're in the Lord and you're pursuing Jesus, your life will always be busy. Yeah. Your life will always be busy. Yeah, you're
2: living on mission.
6: Yeah. Um, but I also feel that you've got to intentionally make time. Good. You make time for what is important for you. Okay. That's how I see it. Yeah. Um, and sometimes, you know, when I get home from work, um, I've got a choice to make. Yeah. Um, I can either put on, I don't watch Netflix, Mm. there's nothing wrong with watching that, I personally don't watch it, Mm. but there are other things that I could find um, to utilise my time with, yeah, Yeah. Mm. Um, so it's for me to make that choice, Um, what do I need to be intentional about, yeah. Um, Do I need to set aside time to pray? Do I need to set aside time to read my Bible? What is it that is meaningful for me? What is it that's important for me that I need to intentionally carve out time for? That's what I would say. Because we're never going to have time. You know, yeah. time is of the essence. Yes. Time is always rolling. Yes. You know, you start off on Monday before you realize it, it's Friday. And you're yeah. thinking, where's all that time gone? Yeah. But if you, I think that if you intentionally step back and say, right, okay, I'm going to dedicate this time for something that is meaningful and important to me, yeah. then you will make time.
2: Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Great stuff, huh? <clears throat> Great stuff. This is simple but life-changing stuff that if we utilize it, if we put it into, into motion... Um, it's going to be really profound in our lives. So let me move on to the next myth. And um, uh, to me, the next myth, I hear this all the time, is I've tried it before. I've tried it before, and it didn't work, either at another church or at uni or at CrossFit. If there are any CrossFitters in here, yes, that is a community. It's kind of like a church slash cult, either one of those. You just, pick. You just pick which one you like. Um, so... It, you know, we, we, I've tried it before. I've tried it before and it didn't work. I've tried it before and I'm done with that season of my life. Whatever it could be, I've tried it before. And how would you kind of, what comes to mind? How would you kind of address that kind of thought or that, that feeling? Who wants to kick us off? Anybody?
1: I don't mind. Go. I've had that thought. I've had many of these thoughts. Yes. As we all do. And I think it's about just kind of acknowledging that you're in a new season. Yeah. You know, sometimes you just got to forget the past. It's good. Draw a line on the past. Thank God we're able to meet together. Yeah. And you've just got to kind of foster an an attitude of gratitude and acknowledging that whatever community you're going to join in this season, that it's hand-picked individuals that are going to be there. So good. And my mindset is that, in life, you are the one that determines what you get out of it. So in yeah. terms of home group, don't sit there and be quiet. I'll just say it as it is. Come on, say do- it. <laughs> if you sit there and you're quiet, two hours go, you're not going to get anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's as so simple as that. And, I, and I, I share this from my experience, and yeah. especially doing um, the, the communities during lockdown. It, it yeah. was a ch- challenge doing it through Zoom. Yeah. But I had to... Commit to that process and to commit to myself. It's about yourself, it's about your spiritual development, it's about your personal development. Where do you want to be? That's if you good. want to be furthering your spiritual life, well, invest in it. If Come you don't, all. you ain't going nowhere. Simple <laughs> as. <laughs> Come on! It's, and even being here for me is a challenge. And when I yeah. was asked about communities, that first question I was like, oh, I've got a time. <laughs> But then, when I made the decision, my mindset shifted, okay. and it's about prioritizing what is important. Wow. And then I just recalled all of the times, like in the past, like in other churches when I've been involved with leading home group, and yeah, I'd get home and I'd have half an hour, and I'd be rushing around, but I loved it. Yeah. It was great, you know. And Jesus turned up yeah. every time. Yeah. So yeah, they're my yeah. That's their my
5: oh, it's on so
2: that. good, so good. Who else? Who else? I've tried it before. been there. Done that.
5: Yeah, and I think um, people can get a bit kind of tired and, and jaded, you know, and I think it's about God do, being able to do a new thing. Yeah. God can move in in new ways. So and I think good. sometimes it's like, I've been there. It's not for me. It didn't yeah. work out. But, you know, it's having that faith, isn't it, that like Martina's saying that, handpicked you know there's, yeah. there's something for us isn't it yes. that, you know that god's got for us in this next season who knows you might you know meet a best you know someone to become a best friend or you might meet a fiance or <laughs> yeah. wait a
0: second <laughs> husband, <laughs> husband. <laughs> now
5: you know <laughs> you just you just don't know do you
4: that's who you gonna too meet good and connect
2: with? That's true. or that or husband uh, it's actually <laughs> a husband by the way okay um,
0: I mean, obviously, my, my journey um, with groups was a few years ago. Uh, single guy, and many of the comments here about, you know, you're sat in your lounge watching Netflix. In fact, why does Netflix get such a bad deal? Yeah, it <laughs> does. It does get <laughs> a bad I can't rap, I like Netflix, doesn't it? Anyway, <laughs> actually. Anyway, sat in the, sat in the lounge, and uh, all, those th- all those thoughts come in about, I just don't want to go to a group. And one thing I realized many years ago, and this is a great phrase this that someone taught me which is people that say no miss out wow okay yeah so the amount of times in my life where I've gone you know every thought in my head is going I just don't want to do this you sat there thinking it's a bit awkward it's a bit anxious not just about groups I'd say guys for any situation where your you know your justification is I've got every reason not to go out tonight, not to go to this group. But that expression that people who say no miss out is so true. Because a good example uh, for myself was um, I'd been invited to a not a ramp meeting, a a different church, my my previous church meeting, and it was going to be like a really big event. And again, single guy thinking it's so hard to make friendships. I think it's actually harder for guys, actually, isn't it? In these situations, so. Naturally, I was thinking, I don't want to go to this group. I can just sit it out. However, I remember the phrase, people that say no, miss out. (laughs) So I thought, okay, I will go to this group. Amazing, because at this group, um, at this this sort of church group, I met uh, somebody else who actually knew Charlotte, Right, my wife, by the way, there's a
2: theme. Anybody knows there's Um, like a theme, like beneath community, uh, in this morning's message? Yeah, okay, yeah. So,
0: um, on a genuine thing, if I wouldn't have gone to that group or or to that that church meeting, which I didn't want to go, um, definitely didn't want to go to that, then I wouldn't have met uh, Charlotte, and also, as well, in terms of going to the groups, is I've got bigger muscles. (laughs) My bank account's bigger. Um, I've grown taller. I mean, going to a group, guys, is going to change your life just... massively. I've even heard stories of women that the hair grows thicker, eyelashes are getting longer. I mean, it's just going to, on every level.
2: Oops, sorry, Jeez. Joe. Joe, you said
0: <laughs> no sales pitch. Oops, I read it wrong. No, um...
2: For those of you watching online, these statements have not been have not been reviewed by the national whatever society. Yeah. No. I, I, wow. We yeah. are we are no. These are proven actually proven results, guys. Proven results. Yeah. You can trust that. Yeah. So yeah, no, that's not a sales pitch. No.
0: no. You actually you might get those things, but they're not guaranteed. Um, for for me though, what I've found quite challenging though in doing groups is, um, when you have to become more vulnerable. And it's so easy. I mean, Martin, you said about sitting back. And it's so easy in a group situation like that to think, I don't want to share too much. But I think when you're vulnerable in those situations, you actually do feel better from doing it. Yes. Um, And also as well what I found in my previous group was I realised how low my bible knowledge was it's quite embarrassing actually these are the negatives by the way of going to a group because I was thinking I'm my knowledge is quite good but then I realized that there's actually other people in ramp church who know more than me which is quite <laughs> humbling really um but no I think I think going to going to for me for my for, for my angle is going to going to a group I think what Charlotte said you will tend to think I don't want to do this. I don't want to go to that. But I guarantee, on a genuine level, you do feel better at half nine when you're thinking, actually, you know what? I'm glad I didn't watch yeah. Netflix. I read a book on my own. And the loneliness thing, so I'll finish on this. I've too much time. Go, though. brother. Go, and loneliness. The loneliness thing for me was probably three or four years ago. But this is to the, to the guys out there. Three or four years ago, I thought, right, I need to have more friendships in my life.
2: Yeah.
0: So here we go, I need to go to more social things like groups, etc. And three or four years on from that, not only have I met this beautiful girl, my wife, but um, I've also got new friendships, which wouldn't have happened if I kept saying no. Very good. So So good. So good. Great stuff. Great
2: stuff. One more... I just want to—I just want to interject, like a quick comment there before we move on to the, the final myth, which we'll, we'll hit really quickly, guys. Maybe just hear from from one of you on it. Um, is some of us have the in the? I've tried it before, like spot in our mind and heart. There's actually legitimate pain, and I don't want to be insensitive to that. I don't want to act like I oh, just get over it. You know what I mean? Like here's. You've actually been hurt in community spaces and in relationships. And I believe one of the reasons relationships hurt so bad is because their capacity to bring well-being into our life is so great. Their significance, if their significance wasn't weighty, they wouldn't hurt the way they do. Are you tracking? But here's what I found about relationships and pain in general is generally we're not healed by separating ourselves from the thing that hurt us. We're healed by finding the healthy version of the thing that hurt us. Did you hear me? We're, we're Generally, we're not healed by separating ourselves from the thing that hurt us. We're healed by finding the healthy version of the thing that hurt us. You see this in marriages all the time. Um, pe- people go, oh, oh my goodness, I'm going to get out of this marriage. And then they... They end up finding themselves in the same situation, right? Because the pain didn't heal away from that. The pain is healed in a healthy version of it. It's the same, it's the same way with friendships. If you've been hurt in that environment before, I promise what will heal you is finding a healthy version. Finding, finding love in the place you used to find pain. Are you, are you tracking with me? And committing to each other through the pain. Because here's the thing you learn about close relationships. They're the people who can hurt you the most. That's where commitment comes in. That's where grit comes in, is I push through, through the pain. It's a sign of a great community is not that I am not hurt. That's not, that doesn't mean this is a safe place. What makes this a safe place is when I hurt you, I trust that you're still committed. And when you hurt me, I'm still committed to you. Does that make sense? We're committed to grow through it and learn about each other through it. And on the other end, I haven't hit the road because you hurt me once. That's what makes a place safe, is commitment in spite of pain. You can't have a relationship without pain. It's, it's, it's impossible. It's not possible. I, I've said this since before Ramp Church launched. If I haven't offended you yet, you haven't known me long enough. You just haven't known me long because I'm human. It's going to happen. Sorry. I'm not trying to prophesy it. I'm just saying. It's it's going to happen. I mean, 10% of the stuff I preach is wrong. Sorry. Sorry. I just don't know which 10% it is. I'm just trying to figure it out. I'm, not, I'm on the same journey as you. Do you see what I mean? Does that make sense? Are you tracking with me? Let's a little dose of humility here and commitment. If, you're, if your standard for me is that I never offend you and I 100% only preach things that, that, could, that could not ever be misinterpreted, you have, you have come to the wrong place. I'm going to hurt you and offend you at some point. We've got to lower the standard and, and, and up the commitment. Make sense? Makes sense? One final thing, and then we're going to pray together. And that is, I, I this myth I hear all the time, I don't have anything to give. I don't even know I would show up. I don't know the Bible. I don't even believe in Jesus. Like, well, I, I have nothing to give. Even on the back of that, Wayne, what you said about Bible knowledge, some people are like, they feel intimidated by the thing of showing up, and, and they already feel like everybody's going to know more than me. Why should I even be there? And I just wonder if if one, if it, Luke, go, go for that. You got it. Yeah, yeah, I can
3: I can really relate to that. Yeah, because um a previous church that I was at, um I didn't want to join home groups. I was what you call a baby Christian. I knew that my Bible knowledge wasn't that good. I didn't really know. I was going through a tough time in my life as well. I'd just gone through a breakup. I was completely heartbroken, and I was just thinking like, gosh, is this really what I need in my life right now? Home group, but actually, I think you tried to... You probably convinced me and said, Luke, you should join a home group. So I did. And I just poured my heart out on the first week. uh, (laughs) Completely, like, told everyone... I'd never met any of these people and told them what I was going through and was really vulnerable with them. It wasn't like I planned to do that. It just happened. Um, And then... In the weeks after that...
2: Which, can I just interrupt? Because, yeah. because you and I know each other really well. That's not your nature. Like, <laughs> you're not that dude. No, yeah. it's definitely not my nature, yeah.
3: no. Um, so it just happened in yeah. that environment, which was strange in the first place. But in the weeks following that, I found that other people... Like, there was a girl that got pregnant at 16, mm-hmm. and she shared that with the group and shared that like, effect on her life. There was a, a girl there who, had, who was experiencing depression and had gone through, like, suicide attempts in previous months and everyone shared like what what they had gone through what they were going through and the pastor a few months later came up to me and said luke i just want to tell you thank you for being part of the group and thank you for sharing what you did and being vulnerable i know that was difficult for you but the fact you were vulnerable in that time meant that everyone else felt like they trusted you and they could be transparent and and we like shared those, we, we got really close and we shared those bonds. And so even in that time of my life where I was a baby Christian, I didn't feel like I had anything to give. All I gave was my own heartbreak and my vulnerability. Wow. And that was enough for, <gasps> to build the group. So. How
2: powerful is that? <laughs> powerful. Well, I, I want us to, to end there. Although we could, we could genuinely preach a series On this and there is so much in my heart there's so much in my notes and there's so much in these people here who that are just wells that we've just like barely like gotten a spoonful out of so if you even have more questions specific myths that we didn't cover things you're you're dealing with find one of these six after service and drill them <laughs> ask them questions about their ex- their experiences and what kind of got them through that thank you guys can you guys one more time just give them a round of applause okay.